this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, April 27th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I'm grateful for no puddles in the yard. Which means? That it is, that I did a good job leveling the, and grading, I guess, would be the word. Hey. The dirt in the backyard. Look at you. And the t- and the new topsoil and stuff. Uh yeah, so round I, of applause. So I keep checking, and it's raining today. So I keep checking, and there's no puddles. So I'm happy about that. Round of applause. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful that Lily likes to snuggle. She doesn't really like to snuggle with you so much. No, but she does like to because she's a rat terrier. Rat terriers burrow. So if Jeff and I, Jeff and I were like cuddling in bed a couple mornings ago, and she just like makes herself as skinny as possible and as long as possible and burrows her entire body in between Jeff and I to get a snuggle. And while I do sometimes get annoyed with that, I think it's really cute. I think the reason she doesn't like to snuggle with me is because sometimes I will wake up and, well, number one, you have started for some reason sleeping in the middle of the bed. It's because I want to be close no, to you. No, it's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. <laughs> and and then Lily, I don't know why. Normally she sleeps on the bed in the winter. Maybe just because it's been cooler for a couple of nights. I don't know. But she's been up on the bed. And she do, she has the entire half of the bed that you're not using that Mm -hmm. she could stretch out on, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't, she gets between us. Mm -hmm. So the reason I don't think she cuddles with me is because sometimes I will realize that I have the least, I'm the biggest person in the house and I have the least amount of mattress. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it's, it's, I don't think, you know, it's right to kick your wife. (laughs) <laughs> but you'll kick your but dog. Kick your dog. But so sometimes I'll just take my foot and just shove it, and she resists. She's like, "Oh, maybe he's just having a dream." Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's why she doesn't cuddle because she knows that there could be a random shoving off of the bed. I would like to preface this episode by telling you that it's been a hard week to be Jeff Dollar, man. And I completely agree with whatever you're about to say. So I am ready to hear how difficult Ellie and I have been this week with this open is, arms. Cause it's true. No denying it. If you're one of the people who want to comment on this, you can start, you can write the subject line right now. Troubles in your marriage. <laughs> but there's not. It's it's just for whatever reason, every everybody has a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Everybody has an off day. Everybody has a just woke up in a funk and can't get out of it. Time, day, whatever, it happens. For whatever reason, Monday and Tuesday of this week, Callie, Ellie, and Lily. All three of you were crazy, and it was exhausting. So exhausting. Callie was just, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe what mood you were in. Well. You don't, I, I, I don't know. I, the, the, I think, I think you and I are both kind of just roll with the punches people. Mm-hmm. We're not super in tune with ourselves. 
or we are not. If we are, we don't care. Does that make sense? Are you saying is what you're trying to say that we don't fake it well? No, I just think we roll with things. You know what I mean? Like, I just think we just, we just deal, we just deal with it. So we don't pay a ton of attention to things that that are going, it has to be for it to be on our radar. We have to really, really experience it to the extreme, right? I'll give you an example. Everybody says leading up to having a baby, oh, get ready to not sleep. And for the first few months of Ellie, I don't think we did sleep. She was breastfeeding for a few months. So you were up in the middle of the night and, you know, she's even, you know, it was We just, traded off. So one person, like when one person was the one that was getting up in the middle of the night when the baby cried, the yeah. other person was the one sleeping. And were, my, yeah. my point is it probably was challenging, but I don't, I think number one, we were expecting it. Number two, we were just like, eh. I just don't, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, we were just excited and yeah, it wasn't a big deal to us. Right. But I'm sure that it was, I'm sure we weren't sleeping. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Am I making yeah. any sense? Okay. So I am sure that the hormones you're taking are affecting you. We just don't do a really good job of observing or cele- celebrating might be the wrong word, but acknowledging that. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think what's been going on with you the past few days is hormone related because you haven't even been grumpy or snappy or moody. You just haven't been yourself. Yeah. Do you agree? agree? Well, I've been feeling horrible and I've been. What What do you mean horrible? Well, I have diagnosed depression and I think sometimes when there's a lot of uncertainty, it gets super, super triggered and I get really, really in a dark space And so that's there. And then when I can't snap out of it for a couple of days or I can't even see the end of the tunnel with it, I just get, I think, miserable to be around. And I start snapping at you and like anything longer that takes longer than one sentence of time just instantly irritates me. I I respectfully disagree. About which part? I think it's hormones. You it are, might hormones might be a contributing factor, but and, if you and, knew what was going on inside my head, you would be like, "Oh my gosh, call your psychiatrist right now." Right, but I have known you for ten years or however long it's been, more than that, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that you have dealt with depression, and I know that you have anxiety, but it's an it never manifests itself. And then you start taking these hormones, right? Mm-hmm. The, these drugs. And you are a completely different person on Monday than you are today. Oh, I'm glad to hear that I'm I'm backish. Yeah. Don't you agree that you are? Yes. I'm definitely less annoyed. Yes. You know? Yeah. So um, I, I think we just I think we just are the type of people I it's and I wish, I honestly wish we weren't like this, but I think we're both just the type of people who are like, oh, is, there's just so much going on. I feel, oh, it must be like the the depression or whatever. But the reality is it probably, we've never acknowledged the significance of the hormone changes and I'm sure they're significant. Yeah. So I was like in- now, I mean, And by the way, I'm not dismissing the depression or trying to tell you what you were feeling. I'm just pointing out that, I just think you and I have a tendency to overlook the obvious. Mm-hmm. 
and dismiss things. Yeah, I think the hormones are definitely a contributing factor for sure. And I think all of it layered on top of each other just makes it that much worse. You know, like if everything were great and smooth sailing and there were no worries and all of this stuff, then if I was moody, it wouldn't be that moody. But because there's so many layers on it, it just the hormone thing just sends it out of control. So that's number one. And I will say I'm not pregnant 100% for sure because I posted that as a joke on um, I posted a joke about you wanting to move out of our house because you were over the estrogen in this house. Uh, And someone was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize that you were pregnant. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not definitely 100% not, but like I'm back, you have to stop birth control, then start it again. And, and so I just got some hormone stuff going on. This might on. be a stupid question, but birth control is hormones, right? I think so. Okay. They have, I think, low hormone birth control, but I don't think I'm on that. Yeah. Um, and it's bearable. It's just a couple of days a month that are really like, ah. Uh, so I was- for yourself. <laughs> so I was in that kind of way. And then Ellie <laughs> was in- I, I, she's normally not super bossy. She has been bossy this week. It was the same day that you were grumpy, depressed, hormone pants. Mm-hmm. Ellie, she, I, it wasn't even, it came across, it was, it was needy that sounded bossy. She would just come into the kitchen and say, daddy, I want some pineapple. While I was, I'm, like at it in this at the stove with two hot pans, right? You know, for you're upstairs or 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 out running an errand or something, and she just comes in. And she goes, "Dad, I want some pineapple." I'm like, "Okay, get your tower, you know, to stand on, and I'll, I'll cut you some pineapple." And and uh, just a second, she said, "Daddy, I want pineapple." Daddy, I want pineapple. Daddy, I want pineapple. Daddy, I want pineapple. And I, and relent. And normally she's really good about okay, go get your tower and give me a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, she's very patient. No, she wasn't that day. And no. then she decides that Sadie wants to go outside. Dad, open the door. Dad, open the door. Dad, open the door. Dad, open the door. And I would open the door and uh, she would say, where's my pineapple? I want my pineapple. Where's my pineapple? That I haven't for seen tw- for 12 hours. I haven't seen you ready to snap in a really long time. And I was like, oh my gosh, poor Jeff. Like, do I need to call one of his friends and be like, can you take him out for a beer? Because I think there's just too much going on and in our house I, right now. And Lily was just, I can't remember what she was doing that day, but she was in one of her moods where she didn't have water, didn't have food, wanted to go outside, maybe had an outside tummy, so wanted to go outside every 15 minutes. Like, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? And all three of y'all, I should, you know what? I should have really gone out for a walk. Yeah, that would have been a good, a good day. But without my wallet, because if I had walked and come across a Hampton Inn or something, I would say, hey, (laughs) do you have have weekly rates? I just want to, can I stay here till Friday? And, and by the way, I want to be on her fake name. I don't want to be found. And at least only two. Think about if we have another kid and then what if we have another girl and then the whole house is filled with women. I, when I had the house up at the lake, there was a guy who lived down the street from me and one day, and we knew each other like, like lake acquaintances, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't tell you the name of the company he worked for. Four, but I knew what he did, you know? Yeah. Like that. Uh, and I came like, and I came downstairs and was, you know, on a Friday and was, was opening up the, the, the house. And he was sitting on my porch downstairs 
with maybe a smoke and a cigar. He had beer. I think he had a sandwich. <laughs> like he had, just, he was just sitting on <laughs> my porch. Like it was his own. It was his own. And he said, Oh, Hey, uh, I didn't think you would mind if I'm here, but, uh, I got all five of my daughters this weekend and we let each one of them bring a friend and my house is just so loud. It was just loud <laughs> and there's so much energy there. I just need it. And they can't see your house from mine. So can I, and I was like, oh yeah, you're fine. I go, here's the, here's the code to the door. If you need to go in and get drinks or hide. But, I, yeah. Ellie broke my heart the other day and I haven't told you about this. I've told you parts of it, but sometimes we have really serious conversations off the podcast. And this one, I was like, okay, this is a pretty serious conversation, but I, you know, I, I think I'm fine having it on the show. Jeff has been, and you said this on the show, like you have decided to be the ringleader of the potty training. And I'm like, just tell me what we have to do. And then I'll fall in line. Cause like, I don't know. I don't think I decided to be the ringleader. I think you just kept we saying. We decided on the podcast that you were oh, going to take okay. charge. It's somewhere. It's, it's in our archives. There, I can prove it. There was an election and Callie decided that her vote counted twice. And there were only two of us in the election. That's what I think happened. No, I don't think that's what happened at all. And I'm sure our listeners are going to remind you what uh -huh. happened. But here's the there's no like one way to potty train people. There's suggestions. Every kid's different. We don't know what we're doing. I don't know a whole lot about it. And I got to be honest with you. I don't know what we sound like as parents, but we're not really parents that do a ton of research and compare methods and do the whole thing. Like I didn't do that when I was pregnant. I didn't do that. I just am not that person. Like I'm again, like we were talking about earlier in the show, I'm more of like a go with the flow. We'll figure it out when we get we'll there. We'll figure it out when we need to kind of person. Like I sometimes will go out with one of my girlfriends who, who has another uh, kid at Ellie, around Ellie's age. And I've known her forever. And I'm like, you are speaking a different language than I am. I have no idea. Like she was asking about some school method and something. And blah, blah. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be this kind of parent forever, but that's the way I am right now. And I, that's the way I was when I was pregnant. What's your favorite paraben free sunscreen for both face and body for your toddler? And we're like, uh, I don't know. We had some old banana boat under the car seat. That seems to work. It wasn't expired. So yeah. I don't know. It was or, only, maybe, or maybe it was like maybe a month expired. I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, they're like, what education method are you using for blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I got to be honest with you. I have no idea. Is what it, this? Is put your puzzles away before you get your blocks out? Is that an education method? Because that's the one we're doing. Yeah, that's what we are choosing. Uh, other than Moms on Call that literally has two pages on here's what time you do things. Right. Because Jeff and I wanted to be able to sleep more. Other than that, I have done no research to be a parent. Nor do I have tons of, you know, it sounds bad, but I just don't. It's just not me. Sure. Potty training, people don't, I mean, unless you want to study it, there's no real, I mean, I think there are things that are inherent as a parent. Knowing how to potty train a toddler does not come natural to me. So just like, okay, I've read up on it. Here's some stuff that we can do because she asks to be naked. And then when she's naked, we pump her full of water. And then when she asks for a diaper, we don't give her one. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, we, I did, Jeff did that a couple days ago and it went 
fine. And he was telling me about it and Ellie got her reward and whatever. And then I had to execute it yesterday. And it was the literal worst 10 minutes of my life. And I felt so terrible about the way that it all played out. And I'm never doing it again. You have to do it. No, I don't. Let me tell you why. If she declares naked baby, if she calls naked baby, the diaper can't go back on. Here's. So you've got to, you've got to be stronger than her. No, I think you just can't leave me alone with her ever because (laughs) if she declares naked, like I can't, I cannot emotionally do this. And let me tell you why. Here's the heartbreaking scenario that I was faced with. Jeff's doing it. And he's sitting with her and trying to get her to sit on the potty and, you know, letting her watch videos and do this whole thing. And she maybe does it for a minute, but then she doesn't want to. And Jeff is like being more forceful with her. Like Ellie, this is what we're going to do. She runs out crying mommy. And she was looking at me for safety of like, I'm not ready for this. I don't want to do this and safety and comfort. And I said, I forced her back into it and she was traumatized. She wasn't traumatized. She was the way she looked at me. She like was crying so hard that she had like snot in her mouth. Like she, it was horrible. It broke my heart and she was coming to me as a safe place. And I turned her away and I, I, I can't do it. You know, there's a method I mean, we would have to be drunk for three straight days, but there is a method that's, I think it's called the naked baby method or something, where when you get her up on a, on a Saturday morning, you don't put, she's naked. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I mean, I haven't read enough on it, so I, hopefully this is not, you know, flagging us for, uh, inspection by some child protective agency, but I think it's just like training a puppy. So she's naked. You go about your day. And if she starts to go somewhere in the house, you pick her up and carry her to the toilet. And she's supposed to learn that she's supposed to associate the feelings and stuff. I think, and maybe I'm being naive, but I think she's She knows, she knows when she has to go because if she's doing naked baby and asks for a diaper, she will, will put the diaper on her. And as soon as you put the diaper on her, she'll say, I'm peeing right now. Yeah. And then she'll want to take the diaper off. So she knows to put the diaper on to to pee in it. She's just, she just, it's new. Yeah, well, so you can handle the child torture part, and I will handle um, hugging her after you do that to her. And somebody did send me a message, an upsider sent me a message that was like, hey, people are going to tell you all sorts of stuff. My kid was super smart, really like verbally advanced, whatever. And she wasn't potty trained until she was like three and a half because she just wasn't there. And one day she's like, hey, here's what I'm going to do now. And just did it cold turkey and never had. And I kind of feel like Ellie might be the same way. Totally. Um, But the look in her eyes, I am 1000% traumatized from that experience. It was awful. And I don't ever want to see that look on her face again. As a parent, you want to take care of your kids, not just today, not just this week, 
but forever. So you need to start looking at term life insurance from Fabric by Gerber Life. This will help protect your family so their future is secure no matter what happens. It's quick and it's easy. Fabric was designed by parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Life insurance can have a bad rap for being complicated. I have to be honest with you. I don't totally understand it, but using Fabric, it was so easy to apply. A seamless digital experience. It's all online. It's on your time. And if you need extra help, Fabric's team of licensed insurance agents can answer questions along the way. It takes less than 10 minutes. Fabric has partnered with Gerber Life, trusted by millions of families just like yours for over 50 years. And they've got over 1,600 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash upside. That's M-E-E-T-F-A-B-R-I-C dot com slash upside. Upside. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Meetfabric.com slash upside. Ellie is two now, and we love to watch her imagination go and go and go and go. And it is really cool to see what her brain comes up with. But we also love for her to learn when she's playing. Well, KiwiCo helps us do that. They are defining the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and fun for kids kids. Each month, KiwiCo delivers crates packed with fun um, and they spark creativity with their kid-friendly topics and activities. So they're different for kids of all ages. When Ellie was just a baby, she had like little black and white flashcards that she could look at and focus on. And then now, most recently, she got the koala crate, which is a crate for kids two to four. Um, and that was had her little doctor's kid in it. And she absolutely loves the play. But this goes for kids of all ages. There's something for everybody. It's shipped right in your house. It is educational. It is a fun activity for you guys to do together and create some of those core memories that your kids are going to remember the rest of their life. As a parent, it can be really hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy, challenged, and off their screens. KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together and they will love getting mail every single month. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash upside. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com slash upside. There are people in life that I am semi-jealous of because they have cojones way bigger than mine. And this I found to be hilarious. And Jeff, I thought you would be like laughing, but also impressed with this one as well. There's a Christian teacher who quit her job and she's a 35-year-old mother of four, and she joined OnlyFans. Fine. As a, crea- as a creator? As a creator. Okay. Which is like adult content or whatever, and she's making- Can I ask you a silly question about OnlyFans? Mm-hmm. Is it all, is it just adult content? I don't think so. Okay. But I think that's like mostly what it's for, because I think there are like music artists and stuff like that that have- exclusive content, but I think it just right. gets a reputation for also being like kind of scandalous. So, so somebody I follow on Instagram has in their bio, you know, you click on their bio and it has all their links. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the links 
in there said OnlyFans. And I and I was like, what? She has an OnlyFans? So I clicked on it because, of course. Yeah. Uh, and it just went to the uh, page that would pop up if you Google image searched fans. What? It just went to the page that pops up if you Google image search fans. Uh-huh. That's what pops up when you click on her OnlyFans link. A page full of fans. Oh, not, oh, not, got not, it. Not sure how got you it. missed that Sorry, one. Sorry, I was like, fans, what? Like fans, like yeah. jazz, like like window fans, <laughs> got ceiling, it. ceiling fans. Got it. So t- t- I say, great. You do what you got to do. It makes you happy. You do it. She's making between $20,000 and $100,000 every month. Oh, my the, gosh. The reason that she is getting notoriety is because she says that God led her there and that his message to her has been abundantly clear that her purpose on earth is to create adult content. For 20 grand a month, mm-hmm. I could I could understand someone believing who's who that's you know the who where God is very important to them I can understand somebody believing that you know I feel like people just need to um maybe differentiate maybe just say this is what I want I think it is very no I think that's good, terrific marketing what to be like God wanted me to do this so that the people watching it don't have to feel as guilty about it exactly and, and that is true that is true and very Christian men who are going to watch her doing that are now able to say, well, she's going to forgot. Yeah. The guy, this, this is what, this is what the Lord wants. Why would the Lord right. have her do that? She's basically, if he given, didn't want me to watch it, she has signed a permission slip for everybody who. She also says that she's the most connected to God she's ever been to, which I say, I bet you are. And it reminded me of that guy. Do you remember? And this happened, I think in like 2018, that mega pastor that was like, God has told me I need a fourth private jet. Yes. And I would like my flock to pay for it. And it was like $54 million. Remember that guy? There's a guy, he's in jail now, but there is a guy in New York City who yelled at his congregation, angry, because a few months before he said that God wanted him to have some crazy watch. Yeah. Not even not even a Rolex or a Cartier, you know, not a brand that I would even know, mm-hmm. but it was a half million dollar watch or something. Yeah. And he said, I need this. And they hadn't stepped up and donated. Mm -hmm. So he was yelling at them saying, why this is what the Lord wanted. Why aren't you? This guy said in his like, you know, YouTube video or whatever about wanting a private plane, his fourth, by the way, he said that flying commercial was like flying in a long tube with a bunch of demons. (laughs) Like he's not wrong. I would like a private plane to avoid the demons too. It's not a pleasant experience. Right. Uh, Okay. Here are your three random things for today. Number one, owning a dog helps you live longer. Scientists found that dog ownership was associated with a 24% risk reduction for all causes of death. No. Uh, Cats also help you live longer, just not as long as dogs. I wonder what the age difference is or the 
longevity differences. Your second random thing for today is a man in Boston was arrested for carrying a straw. He went through TSA. A drinking straw? Mm-hmm. It is something called a vampire straw. You heard of this? No. Okay. It's a t- titanium straw. You know yeah. how some people like aluminum straw or like metal straws in their drinks or whatever? Yeah. Except for this one is marketed as a drink, as a straw that you can drink smoothies through and also slash people's tires and hurt them because the opposite end of the straw is sharp like a knife. That is not something I would want to own because I would put it in my drink upside down. You absolutely would. You cannot be trusted with that. Who is thinking, hey, you know what I'm going to do? It's very Dwight Schrute to be like, yes. you know what I'm going to do? Drink a smoothie, but also protect myself at all times. And your third random thing is hope is the most powerful motivator. Hope is uh, people who are motivated by hope, which hope is the promise or the expectation that things tomorrow will be better than they are today, are actually the most successful in their professional and personal lives. People who are motivated by hope are more likely to meet their goals than similarly talented people who are more cynical. Now, I never really thought of hope in that way, but... Because to me, it's not an emotion. No, it's It's a a, state of being. But then I thought, well, I believe that about gratitude with my whole being. And gratitude isn't an emotion. Mm -hmm. It's a state of being. So if it works for gratitude, why wouldn't it work for hope? I think I live life in hope. Uh, I try to. But sometimes here's where I fail at hope. I fail at hope when... I am so consumed by the immediacy of the present Mm -hmm. that I can't focus on tomorrow being better. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, you know, we, we, like in our business, we set a goal of, okay, we need to get, we need to get five new pieces of business in the month of April. Right. And now we're in the last week of April and we've only gotten two new pieces of business. Mm Mm-hmm. I think somebody who's motivated by hope thinks, okay, well, now we're going to have to get five new pieces of business in May. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know we can. It's a different season and blah, 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 whatever. Uh, we can definitely get more business in May. Whereas I look at the calendar and go, oh, I've got three days. I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. I, it's almost like I don't have time for hope. That makes me really sad. Why? Because hope is really incredible. And I think for some people, it's the only thing that people have that makes them wake up in the morning. And I think that's true for me. And it's true for our fertility journey too. Like my blind hope for no reason other than I'm hopeful that we're going to have another baby is, is the only thing that keeps me going through it. And I have no bad or defeatist thoughts about it. I'm like, yeah, yep. It's happening. I, 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 yes, I agree. And there's no science to tell me that it's going to happen. There's no logic to it. I'm just like, yep, it's going to happen. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm explaining it wrong. I'm hopeful and I'm encouraged by everything. Right. Mm -hmm. But I don't actively practice it. I actively practice gratitude. That's true. That's true. Every day I come up with something that I'm grateful for. 
big or small, every day there's something. But every day I don't spend a couple minutes saying tomorrow's going to be better than today. I do. Because you do? Every single day. When? In the mornings, usually, or or late at night, um, I actively, that's something that I actively have done for years. And it, I think it helped. I learned it, learned it is a weird word to use there, but I started using it, I think, when, about 15 years ago. And being more intentional about it because something that I learned is when I was in a really dark place and I didn't know if there was hope. Uh, one way to well, get when was this Monday? Because I was feeling that way on Monday. When you I were, mean, I've been feeling that way for <laughs> when you and Ellie for were a little while. So rails. not something to joke about. But I was in a super dark place. This is when I really got into therapy hardcore, and hope is something that you're taught in therapy. I think as a reason to get out of bed in the morning. Right. Is the hope that it won't always be that way. And when I'm in really, and I mean like dark places mentally, that is what motivates me to keep going is the hope that it won't be this way forever. And those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside. Update. With Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about the upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing upside community can continue to grow. I cannot drink orange juice out of a metal glass. Why? I don't know. I don't know why. Do you think it tastes different or it's mental? I don't know. For whatever reason, I can't actually, I have a difficult time drinking orange juice out of anything other than a proper glass glass. Like a juice glass. But we have metal, I guess they're tumblers or whatever, Mm -hmm. that uh, like Callie carries one around that's like a hundred ounces. It's the biggest, (laughs) it's by our friends at Reduce and it's- It's huge. What is it, 50 ounces of water? It's 40 ounces and yes, it fits in a cup holder, which I And so she carries those things around. They're metal. And then we have some drinks, so just normal drink size ones that I'll use for any, I'll start using one in the morning for water. Um, you have one in front of you right now. Yeah, liquid IV. Yeah. Is, uh, anything. But for some reason, when I have orange juice, I have to go to the cabinet and get out a proper glass glass. Isn't I that, get that. I get that. Weird? that. Hi, it's Mary from Beaufort, South Carolina, and I was listening to the podcast about being tidy. My grandparents, we used to call them thick and span because they were so ridiculously tidy. And they even had the habit of after a meal, no one could stand up until grandma and grandpa grabbed the dust busters and you had to be dust busted so that no crumbs could fall from your lap before you stood up. Also. They had shoes that you took your shoes off and you put their shoes and slippers on before you entered the house because they didn't want unknowns on their shoes walking around. They were way ahead of their time because that's like back in the 80s. Anyway, thought I'd share it. Uh, All right, bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Susan. I am a day behind, but I've just listened to your adventures with topsoil and grass seed in your backyard. And here is a super great fact that you may not know. Every county in Georgia has an extension office. It's an element of UGA. And they will, for free, help you with any growing problems you have with any growing things. 
So in your case, as I listened to your story, I thought to myself, if you haven't taken two cups of dry soil from your backyard to your local extension office and paid them to do a soil sample, you tell them what you want to grow. So in your case, you'll specifically say that type of grass seed and UGA will analyze your soil and tell you what you need to add to it to make that grow successfully. Um, And did I mention that all of this uh, advice is for free? You pay for the soil sample, but the advice, after you get your results back, if you don't know what to do with them, you can get all the free advice you could ever want from the people working in your office. Hope this helps. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, Callie, it's Katie from Atlanta. The Avino baby wipes are often sold at Ross um, in, like, individual packs for about 2 to three ninety-nine a piece. They're not all the time, but I would definitely check their stock up while you can. Um, hope you guys are having a great one. Bye. I'm listening to the story about the wife who was pregnant and left the mess on the airplane. Oh, my God, Callie, you're so right. I'm a retired Delta flight attendant. 42 years I flew. How rude. It's just, like you said, just clean up your mess or apologize or do something to to show that you care about what happened. But so many times, and I'm just so, Jeff, you're wrong. Sorry. Happiness is amazing. It's so amazing. It doesn't matter if it's yours or not. It's that lovely thing. A society grows great when old men plant trees, the shade of which they know they will never sit in. Good people do things for other people. That's it, the end.